Happy Friday the 13th and full moon on my night hours out there. You came to the right place to celebrate properly with tonight's story. But before we go any further, this nest has content that may contain adult language and scenarios not suitable for all audience members, so listener's discretion is advised. And also, if you'd like to continue the festivities after this story, head over to Netflix. There's this new movie called Head Count. My buddy Isaac is starring in it, and he's kicking some ass. You won't be disappointed. There's always been something about Friday the 13th. What it means for some, what it brings to others. And tonight's tale, if you hear it, it may just be the last thing you ever hear. Lock your doors, check your windows, and get comfortable. You won't be sleeping tonight. I give you Harbinger. supermarket was chaos tonight. I just needed to grab a couple of things before I headed home. It was mine and my girl's anniversary and I wanted to make something special, you know, for the occasion. Everything in town was closing early anyways. I was even off work early, so I figured I'd make a nice dinner and then the best part, dessert. Her favorite fortunately happened to be my signature, black and blue velvet cake with coconut icing. Don't knock it until you try it. She had a rough week and we hadn't seen one another for quite some time. In relationship years, four days is ten years, or so it seemed. I know, sounds dramatic, but she's my girl. I'm my best friend. Our last conversation wasn't the greatest, it wasn't horrible, just wasn't great, and a lot of miscommunication. So tonight, my focus was just making things right. Ouch! Ugh. I'm sorry, buddy. I heard a faint voice behind me. I look and there's Mr. May. Hey, Mr. May, I haven't seen you in a while. Mr. May was this little old man that lived at the end of my block. Gentle and genuine guy, hands down. Everyone knows him because he walks everywhere. For a time, he and his wife would walk in the park. They were two of the kindest people to exist, and that's not even an opinion. It's known fact. They'd speak to everyone that came in contact with him. His wife passed about a year ago, so nowadays it's just him. Mr. May, really good to see you. How's things? Good. The squirrels keep stealing the berries off of Mary's tree, but I think it's her coming back to check up on me. Hey, uh, you think you could reach that for me? He pointed to a box of pink Himalayan salt. Yeah, sure. What are you cooking? I asked. Oh, no. This is for Friday the 13th. I wasn't superstitious. I didn't like black cats. I didn't particularly like any cats. I was convinced that they ran the devil's HR department, but I digress. I put this outside of my door and at the front of my steps to keep Whistling Will at bay. He kind of whispered it. 
When I looked again, I noticed that the shelves were damn near clear of all Himalayan salt. Looking around, I noticed it in every cart, too. Now that I think of it, everyone did seem to be in a hurry. Just to get home. Mr. May's eyes were kind and wrinkled because he was always smiling, but in this moment, they were wide and scared. Weeks before Mary's passing, she kept getting these headaches. Said she kept hearing a whistling in her ear. Faint, but loud enough. I knew what it meant. So did she. It was whistling Willie. I lived in this town my whole life, and many of my friends growing up vanished on or around Friday the 13th, never to be heard from again. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby was my best friend from grade school, up until high school. For years, we would hang out by the train tracks after school. There was one night while we were walking, he got a little odd. Never seen it on him before, but he looked scared. He said to me, If anything happens, I hope I've been a good friend of you, Sammy. I jabbed him in the arm, thinking he was joking, and just continued on walking. And he was quiet that night. He didn't want to go home, either. He found every excuse to keep hanging out. He even came over to my place to help my dad clean the garage. Bobby, I'm sure your parents are worried about you, my dad said. You better get home. It's getting late. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. May. Uh, take care. Hey, uh, can you give Sammy this for me? Mr. May pulled a pendant out of his pocket. I've kept this with me ever since. You never found Bobby. Just one of his arms. Looked like it had been taken clean off. The whistling, his parents said. He, he kept asking if they heard a whistling. Back then, the story of Whistling Will was more of an urban legend the kids told each other, you know, to spook each other. But once people started disappearing, the whole town got a little spooked. There was one survivor. Well, Carl was walking home one night. He was drunk and stammering, singing loud enough for the neighborhood to hear him. Well, he explained it. He was walking down the street, staring at the lonely street light, when he heard a whistle. So, he whistled back. He continued walking and whistling and noticed that the whistling was getting closer. When he turned, he, he saw a tall man dressed in a black trench coat with a top hat, pacing back and forth, back and forth. He'd whistle, Carl would whistle back, and... Carl thought it was a friendly game. He was a musician, so he had an ear for a good tune. Every time the man whistled, he walked closer to Carl. When he got close enough, Carl said everything went dark, and he just remembered waking up in the hospital. Some old town folks said they heard someone screaming and running down the street. A portion of Carl's left side was taken off, they said. It looked like someone knew what they were doing, too. 
the cuts and they were precise. That was about 10, maybe 15 years ago. No one who sees or hears whistling will ever sees anything else. Not sure if Carl considers himself all too lucky though. He stays in his house now with mattresses on every window and every wall just to soundproof everything. If you can't hear nothing, then it means you're safe. That's why you see everyone scurrying around here, young and old. Friday the 13th around here means the last Friday for someone in this town. Himalayan Salt apparently keeps whistling well on his way to look elsewhere past your place. Attention shoppers, the store closes in 15 minutes. Please finish your shopping and make your way to the registers. Thank you, and be safe. Let's get yourself home, fella. Uh, hey, how would I drive you home, Mr. May? I just got a couple of things to get. Oh, no, that'd be too much trouble. No, are, are you kidding me? Look, give me five minutes. I'll meet you back at this spot, okay? He smiled. I could see the look of worry in his eyes, and it bothered me. Honestly, I love Mr. May. In my head, he was like family, and I don't think he had much family left of his own. And regardless of my beliefs in this legend, I wanted to make sure he got home safe. I will say, there was a sense of urgency in this store. The cashiers even moved in a rush. No one wanted to be out, it seemed. The conveyor belts were stacked with Himalayan salt. Families threw their bags in the carts and they dashed out. Seeing it all made me uneasy. I grabbed what I needed and I headed back to Mr. May. When I got there, he was smiling and talking to a baby while the mom did her best to be polite and mask her nervousness. We headed to the register and paid. No salt? Nah, I'm fine. <laughs> Besides, you guys were all out. The cashier looked at me with pity. Hey, Mr. May. Evening, Leela. Uh, any news? No, my parents are still searching. Hoping we get some lead. Well, I wish you and your family well. Thank you, Mr. May. Be safe. We grabbed our things and we headed out. I opened the car door for Mr. May as I put the groceries in the trunk. I returned the car and I got in the car. The parking lot even had traffic. Everyone wanted to get home as quick as possible. The ride was quiet. Mr. May just stared out the window. Three years ago, on Friday the 13th, Leela's sister went missing. She was last seen getting off of work, and that was the last anyone heard. They found the car, but it's like her sister just vanished in the thin air. This town has some bad, bad spirits. And on the 13th, if you're meant to meet them, you will. At one point, Mr. May got really quiet, and he just looked forward, as if he was listening for something. I watched him wring his hands as we pulled up to his house, grabbed his bag, opened the car door, and walked him to his steps. Really good seeing you again, Sonny. You take care of yourself, will you? Hey, only if you promise you'll do the same. He smiled, and he walked towards the door. 
I headed back to my car and then I realized, oh, shit. Hey, uh, Mr. May, your salt. You forgot your salt. Oh, no, I won't be needing it. But you keep it. He turned and he walked into his house. I waited until I saw him get in all the way before I pulled off and headed home. It was 5 p.m. when I got home. I had a few missed calls from my girl, a couple of texts saying I'm getting out of work now, so I'll see you at 8. I got the food prepped, tidied up a bit, and I hopped in the shower. I didn't realize how tired I was until I sat on the couch. When I woke up, I realized it was past 8.30. I had a few missed calls from my girl and a voicemail. Hey babe, I'm running behind, there's traffic. Uh, I'm gonna take an Uber to your house. I heard this weird whistling noise when I was driving. I don't wanna risk it. Anyways, I'll see you soon, love you. Hours passed, even days. She never made it to my house. She never made it to work. The cops had questioned me since I was the last person she contacted. Mr. May was also found in his house. Apparently died of shock, but no one knows what from. I moved out of that town since then. As far as salt, I'm the reason my supermarket enforced a quantity policy. So there you have it. Tune in next week for another episode to keep you up at night. If you'd like to help the podcast out, you can comment, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It goes a long way. And if you want to become a patron and you want to donate to the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash the Podcast, where you can donate, of course, and there's a couple of tiers, so there are rewards for each one. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date. And if you know anything about Discord, come hang out in the Podcast Junkie community. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Red Circle. Sleep tight.